0: Fourth of July holiday here in the United States welcome to the TFW podcast that's freaking wrestling we are actually recording this on the 4th of July so if you do celebrate hopefully you guys come back with all tin of your fingers 10 your toes everything is, is still good if you like fireworks one of the the bigger holidays of course here in, in the United States for YouTube, what is some must-haves at the cookout? By, of course, it's 4th, 4th of July this week, but we can be talking about Labor Day, Memorial Day, whatever holiday. If you are doing a cookout or you're going to a cookout, what's a couple of things that that cookout has to have for you to be like, you know what? It's a damn good cookout.
1: You don't have Bud Light, I ain't showing up.
2: You got to have some Impossible Burgers. Some impossible sausages,
0: hot or work. But you guys cows. could bring those, right? Like, no, if they gotta those, be there. If, if no, they, they gotta okay, be there. Okay,
1: okay. How about a tap? Up. How about a Bud Light tap? That's better. You gotta have a tap.
0: No, you don't. You've been to numerous cookouts where they didn't have a tap and you still had well, a good most, time. Most, most of the time. I'm, I'm talking we had about our things July, that they gotta have. Like you tap, gotta have well, a barbecue. You gotta have a barbecue pit. You gotta have a charcoal okay bit.
1: I'll give you charcoal I That's need some charcoal must. I need a charcoal grill there's no That's such thing as a gas grill it is a charcoal grill
0: I'm
2: okay with the gas uh gas one if they use a the little you know charcoal thing flavoring thing I'm good Which
0: I never I never had the charcoal the I think they're like synth, synthetic yeah, the synth- charcoal bricks thing. yeah mm-hmm. I've heard about them never had them gotta yeah. have a charcoal grill uh I have to have my beer I can bring it if you don't have it I look look down on you you don't have any but I'll bring my own and then, uh, man, what else do I need to have? Maybe some type of dessert. I don't care what it is, as long as it's sweet. Oh, I, I, I have
1: it. something that this is a little bit outside the box. You got to have some bomb-ass
0: music. There, that, was, that was the number one thing. Bomb-ass I was on to finish music. with, you got to have music. If you don't have music mm-hmm. yeah. and a capable speaker... Yeah,
1: I can I listen to talk. some distortion. I can listen to some distortion if it's like good, if it's good ish. I'll listen to distortion, but you got to have my beer and some good music playing.
2: Well, big days cookout today. I'm playing jazz, so
1: okay. Well, it depends on what jazz artist you're playing. I, I could rock out with that.
2: Generic. <laughs> oh
0: gosh.
1: Oh, <laughs> <El> generico.
0: <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, as I was saying, it is episode forty-five. Let's go ahead and intro this thing i am matt you guys know that already i am joined by Rhodesia and ishan tuesday we are recording this podcast you guys listen to it on wednesday before we get to the meat and potatoes of this show i'm gonna start the show off with breaking news all right but before we get to the breaking news hit that follow button on whatever platform you are listening to us right now spotify Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you follow Google Podcasts, hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from us. Also, of course, follow us on Twitter at That's F and W, and then we also are on YouTube at That's Freaking Wrestling. Breaking news, hot off the hot off the press. May I think it probably broke about fourteen hours ago. This time green shirt guy (laughs) has a damn family. I expected some returns. I thought we were going to get Brock at Money in the Bank. No Brock. We got Brock on Raw. Drew came back to Monday Night Raw. I did not expect to see three green lime-ass shirts front row at Monday Night Raw in Maryland. Remind me of Drake. The Drake line. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid or whatever he said. I was like, this man has been having an entire wife. I'm going to assume that's their kid. At home, (laughs) where this man is on the road 48 weeks out of the year going to Monday Night Raw's, (laughs) Friday Night Smackdown's, PLE's. He even showed up to AEW a few times, and they came with the crispy lime green. His was all dingy and looked more like yellow because he's watched it so many times. They never wore those before. Those were the greenest of the green. That was high-definition 4K-type green. Shout-out to him, man, and shout-out to his family. I don't know if they are wrestling fans, but I'll be damned. This may be like the biggest news story I think so far in 2023. Did you yeah. two have any idea Green Shirt Man had a family before
1: for For, for what the night. reasons you just said, you gone on the road just as much as the damn wrestlers. I, I, I didn't think so. And again, shame on me for making assumptions because I just made an ass out of myself. But that was so cute, though, to see his family. I like that.
2: I don't know what y'all talking about.
1: <laughs> so you know the Green Kool-Aid shirt guy that's at all the shows?
0: front row in the middle Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i guess that's and, and that just shows show. guys how much ishan really doesn't watch wrestling green shirt guy has been seen more than the likes of john cena the rock stone Cold steve austin combined on the usa network but he doesn't or, know who he is so E, let then let how about you how about you do this sir let's go over something that you do know about do you know that the usos tweeted out something about having a a court on smackdown or did you miss that too no, you text me about it. All right. So I think that's what, that's what we got to start doing, Rhodesia. Any topic we want to bring up, we mm-hmm. got to ask him first. Like, hey, do you know, like, WrestleMania is actually in April? Every year, next year, it's going to be in hey, Philly. I'm and, sorry. You know, I, we got we to kind of do that thing.
2: I didn't know we follow. you know, other. I'm not asking. I am about to say something mean. Go ahead.
0: Please continue. <laughs> Tribal Chief Court, this week on SmackDown. Uso tweeted out yesterday, this Friday night at Mass Square Garden, live on SmackDown. We're putting the tribal chief on trial. After all this time, it's tribal court. The trial of the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Ooh, buddy. Ooh,
1: Great. buddy. Ooh, buddy. Well, first off, I still really don't know how this tribal trial really looked because the only one I remember um was with Sammy. But from looking at this tweet right here, it says the trial of the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. So this tells me this is a time where now they have to put him up and say, are you still our tribal chief? And then that leads me to ask, who's going to show up? Who's the jury? And it's at MSG? Oh, my gosh. I'm so hyped. Again, we we talk about this. Every time something happens, you're like, oh, this shit is awesome. How can we get back from this? Or what are we going to do after this? And they do something else.
2: So, you know, I think at SummerSlam, guys, we're going to get Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. For the new head of the table, I think that's where the match we're going to get. And I gotta tell you something. This is why WrestleMania's finish did not make any sense because this is not about the championship. It's about the head of the table crown. This is why I go back and say it may, absolutely, I'm trying to get in my mat soapbox because every time something pops off you want to relate
0: it back I to see, a related I see, I'm about to say, he's off but, to a um, bad start on this podcast. He came out here yeah. on the Money in the Bank reaction show and said he wouldn't mention Wrestlemania again. He yeah. doesn't know why. That's still a conversation. The mm-hmm. first thing out of his mouth besides <laughs> him playing jazz music at his 4th of July holiday party. Go, how do you play but hold how do you play jazz music? But he said generic, generic jazz defense. music. But guess then you give yourself John a Colchaine. nickname. Some but then you give yourself me. a nickname like Big Daddy. Like who? They don't go together, man. dude, you? You cannot give yourself a nickname like Big Daddy, but then you are playing jazz music. It don't it don't match, man. Proceed. Go ahead
2: though. First, go first ahead. of all, that's what they call me in the streets, Big Daddy. Oh, and also, I need my <laughs> friends and family of the pod to hold me accountable because I am going on a Big Daddy ten pound challenge starting to tomorrow,
1: to to tomorrow. To lose
2: to lose ten pounds starting tomorrow. Until WrestleMania, I'm looking at losing 10 pounds. So I got about a month. So it's about 10. I'm sorry, two pounds a week is about I need to I need to lose. So I gotta eat cleaner. I gotta get my exercise. So I'm gonna do a weekly update just to kind of help myself get back onto healthy lifestyle. But yeah, um I think you said, you think, said WrestleMania. You
0: mean SummerSlam?
2: Summerslam, my bad. SummerSlam. Um, SummerSlam, but yeah, my back. Hey,
0: wake up, man. Hey, wake up, dude. Get you some tea, whatever you drink. Hey, first of all, w- come well, on. we need
2: to, we after this, this show goes off, we need to talk about getting like vacation days because <laughs> we are always doing these podcasts on big daddy holidays,
0: right? This so, man is we're, 45 plus years old calling himself big daddy. I can't make this <laughs> up. I apologize, fans of the TFW podcast. I don't know why he keeps going with calling himself that. It makes no sense to me. But if he likes, first of to do all, that, this is
2: super rude. Forty-five, no, sir.
0: Forty-six,
2: no, not even close to that. Forty-six, anyway, no, <laughs>
1: not even close. <laughs>
0: Got
2: it. Um, yeah, ten, the the ten pound Big Daddy challenge, right? I need year help old with it. Big Daddy. Oh no, don't 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 do that to me now. Oh my god, <laughs> don't do that. I'm but back, hey, Esha, 10,
0: ten
1: pounds is pretty aggressive, especially if you're going to be working out. Some of that might even convert into muscle. So I, I hope that you look at it for maybe just inches and in how you look more than putting a, a poundage on it. I'm just saying.
2: We'll find out because I got a strict 1,500 calorie per day thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing two a days. Cardio in the morning, weights at night, um, all the way up until this time period. I've done it before. I used to do it pretty consistently. But at some point, I just got off and... I'm eating Chick-fil-A every day, and it's just ridiculous. But um, going back to SummerSlam, I think we're going to see Roman Reigns versus Jay for that head of the uh, table crown. Um, I'm here for it. Um, I'm actually looking more forward to that than a possible
0: Brock versus Cody part three, right? Part three, yep. The rubber match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll get the blowout at SummerSlam, which we, we can talk about that too. Uh, but, well, you should because that's going to be the main event. Anything involving Roman, we know, should be at the top of the, the card. You know, for the head of the table, for the championship, whatever it's for, it looks like we are going to get the singles match of Jay and, and Roman. And from just wrestling logic 101, having Jay beat Roman at Money in the Bank makes all the sense in the world. Just from a. We've been watching wrestling forever. I think when you see that, it's like ah, Jay's probably not going to beat Roman. It's probably a really incredible chance he's not going to be the new Tribal Chief with that Undisputed Championship. But as everything they've done so far, I'm sure they got something fantastic planned for Friday. related to your point of who we don't know who's going to be involved. Do we get some more Samoans? Do we? Is it just strictly Layman La solo, back. Usu, Usos, Roman? So that, that's gonna be really, really fun to see how that all kind of plays itself out. But I did think that back. I did think that was pretty interesting that now they're going with the trial of the Chai chief because at this point, I guess unless there are some outside people who's gonna be involved in it, you got Solo and, and Heyman on Roman's side, or we think Solo's still on Roman's side. I guess we'll see. Yeah. And we know the Usos are gonna vote Roman out, or maybe not. I guess that's why we watch. But it should be fun on Friday.
2: 100%.
0: So we had the Bloodline Civil War. We got some significant cracks in the Judgment Day. We saw it on Raw. With, the I think, kind of the finish we all thought we would see sooner rather than later. They're getting right to it. Damien acts like he's about to cash in that money in the bank. Finn comes out interrupts it looks like a looks like a mistake but we know it's not a mistake damien said what are you doing you saw what i was doing you cost me finn clapped right back said you cost me (laughs) the the championship Mm -hmm. interesting because you had the bloodline which everybody loves the bloodline we know how incredible that story has been i think everybody has really enjoyed the judgment day as a group as a stable over definitely over the last six to eight months they've been rocking and rolling. Looks like they're breaking up the two best and biggest factions in WWE. So I kind of just wonder, looking at that, do we get a new faction? Like, is this where the LWO takes over? Does the Judgment Day not break up? Damien goes out, and then the Judgment Day just adds people to it. We know the whole thing with uh, J.D. McDonough was supposed to be in the Judgment Day. They've kind of held off on that.
2: That's what I'm thinking maybe
0: does happen is they keep, The Judgment Day together, but with just new members, because it would be hard for me to believe that if the bloodline disintegrates, then you have the Judgment Day breakup. You basically just knocked out your top two factions. What do you guys think?
1: I thought originally, though, that the Judgment Day was going to break up more at mania time because, again, Rhea was she was everybody loved Rhea. So I thought that that was going to be kind of the trajectory then. So but now to the point that you just said, that would be kind of silly to break up your top two factions because that's where we're, it's looking now to do. I think the ground is ripe for LWO to, I guess, make their splash, make their their full force push. I think there's a lot, as you say, a lot of meat on the bones there. I think there's a lot of meat on the bones there. I don't feel it quite yet, but I do think proper booking LWO can be a, a massive thing in WWE. Um, but I, I think that Judgment Day is not going to break up right now, and I don't think that new members – would be in it right now. I think that there's going to be at least a couple months for Finn and Damien to kind of figure what's happening out there.
2: Yeah. You know, like with the bloodline, um, I think it's a natural transition with them they've been together for so long, running so hard. And I think that the, the big pop is, is the actual characters right now. So for them, the feud and feud is, is, it makes sense. Um, from Judgment Day, I felt like they just started getting cooking, and um, now they're going to start breaking them up. I thought there was a little bit, uh, more at stake with them and start to challenge for some titles and maybe start dominating that way, much like Rhea has. Because, you know, like Finn and Dom and and Damian haven't really challenged for anything, just here and there, but not. They haven't really tried to dominate, um, as they could. Um, as far as the LWO, um, the original LWO was a heel faction, and I mm-hmm. think that's what that faction will work best as heels. I think they're really flat right now as faces. Uh, I don't think that they're really that over. I think Santos' character works really well as a heel, and I think you know him turning on Ray someday and maybe leading the LWO and possibly a Carlito coming in to replace Ray if that happens. Um, would be pretty cool. Um, but you can't have, I don't think you can have three huge heel fashions in the company at a time. Um, at least two on a show, right? I think it might be too much. Um, but as far as uh, the Judgment Day, I, I mean, I guess I'm here for it. Uh, I don't know about them adding members because like the four of those guys really have a great chemistry together mm-hmm. and kind of throwing someone in there. It has to be somebody that they have an outside chemistry with to kind of bring it onto camera, Right. Um, so I just don't know about them adding, you know, other characters unless this is, these are people that they are very comfortable with and they already have outside chemistry with.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I've I, I really enjoyed Judgment Day's work. I have, but I also feel like as the four of them, they've, they've kind of gotten as far as they can go. I but do, don't I you do feel think like that. they
1: should have broken them up then with that being said? I guess maybe the story to tell of this Money in the Bank and the dissension between Finn right. and Damien. But don't you think that maybe they could have maybe broke apart Rhea from the group at Mania
0: time? No, because I mean, think how popular she is with, with Dom. And uh, Dom and Cody, we glossed over it on the post-show pod because we just said, hey, it was what it was. It was there. Get in, get out. He had a match on Raw against Seth. Not saying that I've soured on Dom. I'm not saying that his push is not worthy of what he's been given. But I do think a tiny, tiny inkling of exposure happened over these last three nights, four nights. Those should have been two of his best matches. And they both, from his side of it, was kind of just there. Did you guys recognize that at all in those two matches?
1: I, I want to go back because I misspoke on last pod. I had said that the Gunther match was, and that wasn't it. I misspoke. It was actually the Cody and Don match that I thought was probably the worst match of the night. Because, again, it was just there. Who he's dancing with, you got your Cody, and then you got your Seth. You're right. This should have been his best matches. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that way. I never, I didn't think for a moment, oh my god, he sucked, or oh my god, right. he should have had a better match. I didn't think that at all. Not until you brought that up. But you're right. I did not think that. Wow, that was a great match. Because it wasn't. It was just there. I
2: gotta be honest with you. Like with these, I'm not a great. I'm not a great good match. I just don't like them to stink. Like if they're just there, it's fine. Because I feel like for me, it's more about the story and the characters involved, and the match is just kind of like a. It's just there to get the next phase of the story along, right? Um, I thought the like a, a message is just fine. is fine to me, right? Because I don't necessarily think that Diamond at this point is the greatest wrestler in the world, but he's also not the worst. And I don't think he needs to be in order to to, to order to get that character across. Um, it's the same way with the Judgment Day, as far as like you know, what's more for them to do? They're still over. Mm-hmm. They still can get some some faces old um, some faces and. You know over or they can, you know, generate some 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 crowd heat. Um, I don't know what they do, you know, apart from each other. I think they're stronger together. At least Dom and I'm sorry, uh at least uh Finn and Damien, I feel like you're right. I think that the, the pairing of Dom and Saria works really well. And they can continue that. I think that's kind of stepped up to another gear with uh Dom being so cowardly. But no, I I feel like Dom is fine. I feel like his matches are okay being fine. Right? I I think Cody My favorite wrestler. I think most of his
0: matches are fine. That doesn't like stop from being an uber fan of his. Oh, see, no, I think the most, I think most of his matches are very good to great. We were out here just talking, man, I don't want to misspeak what a month ago, maybe two months ago, of who's the biggest heel in the business, MJF or Dom. And I've, I've gotten my answer just over the last week because we know we see what MJF does when he's in the ring with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of the best matches that we've seen in recent time, and potentially that person's best match that he's going against. Dom is not that, which it's okay. But I was sitting here a couple weeks ago saying, like, "Hey, put Dom over on Cody, and let's go Seth and and Dom at SummerSlam." Well, that was he's just a bad take, about, though. You know what I'm saying? Take. And he just he's he's not there yet. He can he can yeah. get there, but he's he's just there in the ring. I wonder so, but when, if we, that when we talked about the MJF, when we
2: talked about the MJF and Dominic thing. I thought it was always understood that it wasn't about the, the ring work. It was about the heat that each character drew. Right? Like I think that's something we gotta talk about. Is like Dom's the the thing that Dom it is is the heat. He's a heat magnet and he's an ultra heel. Like as far as him being like I think he's an average wrestler as far as like scale level. And that's okay. I mean, like, it's okay for me to be an average wrestler skill level if he can still generate heel, like a uh, heel heat. Now, if he's having bad, are you guys thinking he, he's giving bad matches or are they just okay matches? That's a that's a difference.
1: I think they're basic matches, and for me, I think for Dom, Matt, it's more of the other people that's in Judgment Day who are really great. I would just use the word technical wrestling. Um, that's the best word I could find right now. Where I don't think maybe he needed he needs to show that side of him quite yet. I don't know if he has it where he could be on a Finn level or a Damian Priest level or even a Rhea Ripley level but I think it's not necessarily needed out of him to be that great in the ring and I don't know that might be really ignorant to say because maybe you hope you should if you have the capability you should be able to produce Um, but I don't think that's like on the priority list of things for him I don't think that's number one or two for him to be of that group
0: I agree with you Rodiju the more over you are, the less you need to do in the ring. Yeah. Right. We saw that. We were at warrior wrestling this past Friday night. Uh, main event was Casey Navarro versus The old, the old Zack Ryder. Long Island. IZ, And, uh, really, really, really good match. Really. Story central sports entertainment style match. Matt Cardona. Right. So, I was telling the guy that was standing next to me, they're probably five, six minutes in. They've really done nothing. (laughs) The crowd's there for it.
1: Yeah. Because
0: they're mostly invested in Cardona. They're invested in KC for the Warrior Championship. So they didn't have to do a lot, but the crowd was there. The crowd is really there for Dom's interviews, but they're not as hot for his matches. And that's all I'm saying when when I brought up the whole thing of, bigger heel between MJF and Dom. MJF's heat translates to no matter what he's doing. Dom's heat kind of lives and dies with
1: his Good, promos. Yeah,
0: Yep. And then that's kind of it. Because the more heat you get, the better the matches are. And I'm not comparing him to Roman, right? But we know Roman can just stand in the middle of the ring and basically not do a damn thing for 20 minutes and that crowd's mm-hmm. going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. That translates to a match. It makes it feel bigger than what it is. And just like the last two nights, him... Those are the top two faces in the company. Wouldn't you guys say Seth and Cody? Yeah. yep. You know, so he was in there. As far
1: as singles um, opponents, yeah. yep.
0: Wasn't a failure, but it was just, when I saw it, I was like, okay, he he may have been just a little exposed. Nothing changes that.
2: But he's in the ring with uh, uh, Seth and Cody, right? So Mm -hmm. you you would think that those two and how over they are with that, with that audience, right? Guys, talk about that audience is different than the AEW audience or indie audience. Like, they can kind of carry the heat a little bit for Dominic, right? hmm So is it just that audience, right? Because, like, Roman's on a different level, right? He's going to get right. a different reaction than the average WWE audience will give.
0: True, but I'll ask one thing we can move on. Who had a better match? Seth and Dom from this past... Monday, or Omos and Seth from Backlash. Oh come on!
1: The most beautiful curb stomp happened from that match. So I'm going to go asking. Omos and Seth Rollins.
0: I would say Omos and Seth was a better match. Yeah. Granted, that but was also, a pay per view. Also, was only two minutes too. So <laughs> it was a little longer, go, but you you can go for, you can switch gears real quick in two minutes. So <laughs> a little longer than that, but I get your point. I, I get your point. Uh, Brock is back. From Cody's ass, I thought the opening of Raw was fantastic. We haven't seen, I can't remember the last time we kind of saw an opening that had that much star power, that many different things happening. We get Seth out to kind of recap the pay-per-view, which I thought was cool. He put over EO, he put over Damien, he put over Finn. I think he said that he barely escaped with the title. Kind of did that whole thing. Cody comes out, massive reaction. He's about to get into his soul. What do you want to talk about? And I I love that he came out on Seth because that gave the inkling of, I'm coming after your title. We know that's not the title he's coming after. He wants Roman's title. But it gave that perception of, oh, shit, Cody's ready for some gold. And as soon as he hits, Brock's music hits. Crowd erupts. Shout out to Maryland. I remember, I'm old enough to remember, months ago, I remember these weirdo WWE fans that said on social media that AEW fans sucked because they cheered too much i don't know if you guys saw this take or not this was a thing this was a thing that yeah it's it's you know you shouldn't be cheering that much when you're at a show so actually the wwe fans that sit on their hands are doing it the right way that is a legit thing anybody who's on social media can can vouch for that i wonder now seeing that these crowds have been hot for like two months straight. I wonder if they're enjoying how hot these crowds are or they feel like these shows aren't good. But I, I digress. Brock comes out. They do some business. Brock, once again, sells like hell for, for Cody. And then Esha, you talked about it earlier. It looks like we're getting a blow off at, at SummerSlam. But I love the way that that intro was. And then they come back from commercial. <laughs> Seth's still in the ring <laughs> trying to talk. And then Judgment Day, Day comes and we set up the rest of the show. Thought that was was super good. Yeah. Uh, Brock and Cody, I think we all knew it was going to be at SummerSlam. Any different feelings now that we see it? We, we've seen Cody feud with Dom for 30 days, we've seen Brock's been off TV for about a month or so. What's your guys' thoughts on what that looks like? And any idea what match you want to see? Because the word was a few months ago, I think, that uh, when the blow off does happen, it's going to be some type of stipulation match oh, that we okay. hadn't seen in a while. So, what's your guys' thoughts?
1: I don't feel any different when we know that they had the part two and now we knew he was coming for part three. We knew it would only be at SummerSlam or that's what we had assumed it would be at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel any different to it. I guess that I felt like Cody was in a holding pattern for a moment when he went against Dom. But again, it wasn't completely a letdown. I mean, it was, it's kept my attention because Dom gets heat, but I I almost felt like um, Cody was in a holding pattern. Uh, As far as stipulation, that's my first time hearing that. I like dog collar matches. I, that'll probably be incredibly intense. I don't know if the last time WWE had a dog collar match, but I can see that somebody's gonna die.
2: <laughs> you know, first I want to I want to shout out my man Cody Rhodes for always giving back to his black community. Um, you know, he gave the the little girl his 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 belt, and the little girl cried. And then later on in that show, um, after the chaos. You know, he has sh- shake hands with another fellow um, brother from the black community. I just love he gives back to his black community. I, I, that's what I love about him. Um, but as far as stipulations, I mean, I I got to be honest with you. I'm not a uber fan of like stipulation hardcore matches. I okay. mean, I, I can watch them, um, but I'm not like the dog collar matches or the bob wire from hell matches or any of that. I'm not. I mean, I can watch that stuff. But that's not my favorite thing. I'm I'm good with just a straight up regular match. Um, so that's not really my cup of tea. I can watch whatever they're going to do. I'm sure it's going to be um just fine. Um, but that's not for me. Um, but I, I love anything Cody does, and I, I like Brock. I, I love like this new version of Brock. How he's just the smiling like you know when Cody starts running after him. Yeah, and then Brock is like, oh, he starts what's <laughs> up with a big smile. Like, All right, come on, dog, let's get this yep. on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. So. Uh, really good stuff. I'm looking forward to for,
0: looking forward to it for SummerSlam. So, would you guys consider that feud a blood feud or no?
1: What do you mean by a blood feud? Can you explain what that means?
0: Yeah, like it is. It's not about titles. So, my definition is going to you're going to say yes, but just hear me out. It's not about titles. It's not about who's the best. We don't like each other. We haven't liked each other. We don't like each other. We'll do anything it takes to beat the the other person. Like this is personal. It's a personal, personal feud. When you go blood feud, typically back in the day you would say that and it was you would get blood in the match, right? So to your point, dog collar, uh, steel cage match, falls count anywhere, that's kind of where, you know, some of those finishes would come. Do you feel like it's at that level right now or is it still just, so it's a good feud with two superstars?
1: Blood? We call it blood match, blood feud? Blood feud, yeah. Blood feud on Cody's part, not on... Brock's. I remember when Brock and Cena went against each other, and that's when I first started to hate Brock. Well, I don't hate anybody, but the very closest you could be to somebody to hating, that was that moment. And I felt that it was a blood feud, then between Brock and and Cena. So I think now, yes, Cody is like, oh, I'm going to F him up. But I don't think Brock cares. cares, Case a point when Cody comes running after him and he starts smiling and laughing. He thinks it's just funny. So, blood feud on Cody's (laughs) side, not on Brock's side. Or he's
0: just enjoying it. I don't think he thinks it's funny. I think he's enjoying it. Okay.
2: <laughs> hey, look he he broke my dog's arm, right?
0: So if I'm Cody, I'm coming to break a piece off his ass. Mm-hmm. And, and why did Cody? Blood. Why did Cody come out like he was ready to wrestle? Was he gonna in like was he gonna <laughs> challenge Seth to the like the first match of Raw? You and then he mean? gets into it with Brock. He comes out an hour later and cuts a promo in the suit. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, Cody so thinks Cody thinks he's playing two K. Right now, he's got his alternate attires on deck.
1: You have to see I, both I, of them. You have to see both of them every Hey, night. but li-
0: low key though, for real though,
2: you say that because I was watching the show and um, I was doing something at the time, and so when I saw Cody come out with the suit, I had to make sure I was watching the same show. I'm like, wait a <laughs> minute, did I, did I, did I somehow nah. switch the recording? I'm like, why is he out in the suit now? <laughs> like, Polit- he came out in a full attire. Well, and
0: I, I think those are the little details that make. Whenever we get the little details, Easter eggs, details, it makes it so good. Because the perception when he came out in his gear was he's ready to fight. That's his wrestling gear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once again, coming out, it's in the middle of the ring. When you see that, even though you may not even recognize that, you're correlating his wearing that to he's ready for a match or he's about to have a match. And then when we see him again, he's got a suit on. It's like, all right, now it's just politician Cody kissing babies. Doing all that whole thing. Mm Shaking hands. Yeah. So, I don't know what I want from them as a blow-off from SummerSlam. I I just want it to be good. I know it'll be good, but I can't think of, like, a stipulation. You you mentioned dog collar. I would like dog collar if they allowed blood. Who knows? It's Brock, so maybe we get it. Brock can kind of do what he wants to do. But typically, we don't get blood in WWE. I I just don't want a match that kind of, like, shows us what's going to happen before the match happens. You mm-hmm. know, last year's SummerSlam, we all were down on Roman and Brock in the last man standing, and that turned out to be one of the best last man standing matches I've seen. So, they're cooking up some stuff for SummerSlam. Um, we get We got on our pod Sunday after Money in the Bank and talked about the finish to Ronda and Shayna and back and ass, and we were like, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. What was that about? I think we all were off social media. I don't know if the story broke on Saturday or the story broke on Sunday. Story comes out. Rhonda's out of here. She has a hard out on her contract. And it looks like she's finishing up with the company a little after SummerSlam. And she really wanted to have a feud one-on-one match with Shayna before she wrapped up. So now that explains the finish that we saw. I still think you could have told a story maybe even just during the match of just some dissension there or leading yeah. up a couple weeks because the story is, hey, this was always the plan. Well, this was always the plan. You could have started having Ronda do some things that Shayna had a side eye on her over the last few weeks of SmackDown. I saw some people who were like, man, I loved it because it was completely shocking. It was shocking. I Just because something shocking to me doesn't make it good. Like If it's shocking and it doesn't make sense, I don't think that's good. But, uh, but you guys thought
1: to you, so for me, I, I get I, I'm the same way. Like it's hard to get surprised in wrestling, especially just because on the amount of wrestling that I watch. So when I do get a surprise, I will take that for what it's worth, and I, I will pop for that. So at once the dust settle, you still say to yourself, "Does that make sense? But now, knowing this one week removed from that, not even full one week, but days removed from it. Now you see why that happened. So that again balances the equation in my head. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I just wanted to hear why she did that because again we said it. It made no sense at mm-hmm. the time, um, but overall I don't get super surprised and shocked. And so when we get those times where like oh my god moments, those things stick out. I'm just so incredibly happy that um, she being. Um, Shayna is able to do the honors for her. Like that to me, that's just so cool for her to be able to call her out, talking. We don't hear you on a mic. <laughs> like stop. Like you're terrible.
0: She shined, boy. She I mean, shined like a diamond. It. You know, absolutely I mean, loved she... it. Yep, she put in work on that mic. They gave her a chance. We all know her from NXT. That she's about that work. But mm-hmm. if you haven't really seen her on NXT, you're kind of like, all right, well, she's just Ronda Rousey's like sidekick. Maybe. Exactly. She gave it up on raw. I love to see that. And the finisher? Finisher. Shit. me. <laughs> <That knee>? Dude. <laughs> it was there. It was it was absolutely there.
1: I thought she killed Rhonda right <laughs> <Like>, down. <damn. laughs> her heart stopped is about to end tonight. <laughs> but I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy that Shane is able to do the honors and they can do that because if Rhonda's gone gone for good, you, you came into it with the their four horsewomen of the of the MMA? Come on. like You have to exit that way. So I'm happy for at least for them to be able to bring that full circle for them.
2: I don't care either way. I didn't care pre-shock, after-shock. I don't care. I do like Shayna, though. I like uh, Shayna in, in NXT. I thought she was great on the microphone. She was great in the ring. Um, but we were never able to see that Shayna on the main roster. So we can right. get that after this feud. Like not during. I don't care. I don't care about this feud, to be honest with you. Um, I you know I don't think that Rhonda leaving. I don't think she can play a good babyface character. Uh, I don't think that was a great start that I saw on Monday Night Raw. But I am looking forward to after SummerSlam a renewed Shayna Baszler push. Thank you. Mm-hmm. what well, Shayna is the
0: face in this. Is she? So yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, oh well, so she turned, she turned. She turned.
1: Well, Correct. Of she promo, turned. Her she turned face her on Saturday
0: night, and That's her explanation right. was face. Hey, I've been here wrestling in front of twenty people because I love this. I you put the rings together. She said,
1: I, put, I put rings together. All and, that. And, and,
0: and so, because I was a little worried on Sunday when I watched Money in the Bank, I was like, man, if remember we talked about it, I was like, damn. All right. So what's next for Rhonda? You give her a mouthpiece, and you made the comment of, well, Faces, she's a heel or she's a face. Yeah. Faces don't give mouthpieces. I'm like, they can't try to turn Rhonda. Face nobody cares about Rhonda like that to turn her face which i think also don't think like i think there's a little bit more extra hate on Rhonda than what it should be yeah whatever you know we can talk about that later but no like Shayna is absolutely the, the way this the story
2: is shaped she turns on her crosses her the championship and then she ronda's keeps getting <laughs> the beat down at the end i mean uh, okay let's you know what it doesn't even matter i don't care they can make it make sense to me and not I'm good with Shayna after
0: this thing's over with. So Mm -hmm. give me to after SummerSlam with them. Okay. I think the last, I had two other things from Raw that I wanted to mention. One, uh, Indy made her wrestling debut on Raw, which, which was great. She comes out during the commercial break where he's just like, ooh, like, damn, Indy's making her entrance during the commercial. Do you have a problem with that? I'm like, nah, not really. Like, it's not just her entrance. It was a tag entrance. Let's see how the match goes and they proceed to be the first team eliminated <laughs> I, i've sp- I've spoken my piece about debuts i'm not going to rehash that again yeah. not the best thing Mm-mm. for them did y'all have any feelings either way on that
1: i just love the showing of chelsea and Sonya. so which both of them has been good i even like the spot when um what's her name emma is she goes by emma in wwe right mm-hmm. Emma and Chelsea, they had their little back and forth in the ring. And so I got a little – I felt good seeing kind of that exchange because I know they used to go against each other um, in the indies, is what you would call it. Uh, But overall, I just really like the showing of Chelsea and Sonya. I also love how the the champions looked. So you're Raquel back and ass. Back and ass look good on the side, and they're all black. So that's all I got from that match.
2: Yeah, champions look good. I like uh, Chelsea green. I I also love how um – our girl says her name. It's very interesting. And I like, you know, um uh Sony Deville. I don't know. They are a strange pairing, um, but it works, right? It's a contrast in personality, but I do like them. I think out of all the tag teams that we saw in that match, they have the most personality. So um, yeah, let's, I'm I'm on for it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Last thing for me. Viking Raiders. Don't
1: do get this. Get off my TV. That. Get off my TV! Get off my TV!
0: Get off my TV! I tried. I tried. Do if you want to come back as War Machine, I'm there for you. War Raiders. I Raiders. Get off my TV. Hey, you I'll be honest. Cool. With, I don't want. I'm not like. Look, I'm on a big
2: day ten pound challenge myself, right? Um, I think that those guys need to rededicate. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. We we gonna we gonna like segment this out each week. <laughs> the big daddy 10 pound challenge so we can follow this and track this progress that i'm trying to make but um i think that the war raiders need to re i think they need to take a few months off and rededicate themselves to the way they look and re and maybe change the name and gimmick slightly back to the original war machine. I know you can't go
0: war machine because it is a company traded
2: company. Give me war Raiders. War
0: Raiders. Yeah. Right. Give me war Raiders. You you can say war
2: on WWE TV. They need to figure that out because it's not working, but you know what? What I did love from that match, and I'm glad you brought that up, Matt, is that, um, Alpha Academy. I like Maxine with them. Um, I think it's an awesome pairing. I've been, I've, I've always loved master Gable and i uh i think this i can't is a call great him master.
1: Please, don't, oh, yeah. master please don't call gable. him
0: master don't master call him master gable. no he's yeah, gable I, shorty g master uh, gable anything master but, gable. but honestly anything they've given him he have got he's gotten over mm-hmm. yeah. that is true we we know how good he is and like now they he, they've done it again he's done it again man like he is so Indeed. super talented not saying maxine sucks or otis isn't good but as over as they are right now they probably shouldn't be that over <laughs> they probably shouldn't be that over, and they look great. But yeah, Viking Raiders get off on TV. I tried. Oh, I did. I tried. Man. I tried. I tried. They come out. I'm over it. Typically,
1: but then I, come on, they come out. Typically,
0: and over it. typically, I'll I'll give it a chance. I'll sit sit down. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna give this a shot. When I hear the music now, I'm like, this is. Mm-mm. And I'm, I mean, I'm even okay with the way they look. I just don't care. I don't care about them. And that's a problem. If I don't care about you, that's an issue. And unfortunately, I don't know what they can do for me to care. Because mm. I like old girl. I can't think of her name. Um,
2: Belhala. Um, yep. I think she, she has a good Sarah look. Logan. Sarah Logan. Yeah. I was thinking about her. I was trying to go off her original name. I think yeah. she has a good look, but she doesn't talk. And because there's no charisma from the other two, it ultimately doesn't work.
0: I get it. I get it. That's why I brought it up. So thoughts and prayers to uh, <laughs> Viking Raiders. The
1: war- Viking Raiders. Let's get his War Raiders. Okay.
0: Yep. Let's get this War Raiders. That was everything from Raw. Uh, I do want to bring up this uh, L.A. Knight Kevin Nash thing. You guys got anything else before we move on though?
1: Um, just the fact that it, it changed toward the end of the promo, but when Church first came out, why was she slurring her words like she was on on drugs,
0: like on pain pills? I don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I just need she you to say thank like... you, Trish, and keep it moving.
1: <laughs> I was like, That's um, what I need dang. you to do. Her face is broken. She's probably still on some meds right now. So, but it got better at the end of it. So, but I've always felt like there's always something a little bit missing. Like with her feuding with Trish and Becky, like it's like I'm there, I'm there. Something feels weird for a second, but then it comes back. I, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. No. But Becky okay. had a
0: great night on the mic. Y'all know I kind of asked y'all and y'all like. Said I'm tripping, so I left it alone. She she was great Monday, but it seems like they can't be great at the same time for some reason on the mic. It's
1: ex- there we go, there we go. It's yeah. like something. It's like the balance, yep. the, the changing of it doesn't flow right.
0: It's like did y'all, do y'all do y'all <laughs> talk about this? Do like y'all? Do y'all go what y'all go talk about in Maybe the back? of Y'all like we gonna go out there and wing it like yeah. we used to do. Yeah, and yeah, some uh, yeah. yeah.
1: But that's it. That's all I got. What about you, shine Anything?
0: You know what? Let's let's stay with WWE
2: for a minute, cause uh, I got a new segment for you guys, and it's called Fan Time, and it's with a Y, not with an I. And this is a quick conversation, you know, with my wrestling brethren, real quick. Um, so some Matt, you you made you said something that kind of caught my interest the other day. You said something about the we we're talking about TNA, mm-hmm. and I mentioned to you that I try to get you to watch it forever, and you said that WWE at the time gave you everything you needed. And you weren't interested in watching. And I found that interesting because I remember my first wrestling experience was with WWF and I think everybody's was right with you guys. Was that for For, for me absolutely introduction? Yeah. Razor you too, right?
1: Absolutely. Yep.
2: Right? That was minus one. Well. I think that's what most fans, are. our first gateway into wrestling would always been WWF or WWE at the time. And I remember just seeing Ricky Steamboat in the Karate Gi. And I was big into the martial arts movies at the time. You know, when the movies were Bruce Lee, when their mouths would move, but the, it didn't match the dialogue and yep. everything. I yep. love martial arts. So I saw uh, Ricky Steamboat in that gi. I instantly fell in love with it. And I was hooked. And from that moment, I wanted more and more and more of it. I would go down to the store. My aunt, would take me. I would get these uh, the the pro wrestling magazines, PWI, okay. uh, the Wrestler, the PW yeah. Insider, g uh, Absolutely, man. All of those. Take take the posters out. All of it. Oh all, man, absolutely. I loved the poster it was a magazine. it was it was, a, it was a, a ma- amazing. And I would read about all these wrestlers all over the world, and I wanted to see them. I wanted more of them, and so I started watching more and anything I could find. Right. I started following GWF. Um, Watch a little bit later, but USWA World Class. AWA I started watching any and everything I wanted to get more and more of this wrestling that I love and I think ultimately what ends up happening with wrestling fans is that and this is I think is this is a broad stroke but I okay. think that most wrestlers can kind of fall in two buckets WWE fans and then hardcore wrestling fans right wrestling fans okay. that watch and consume everything or anything or willing to at least right and for a long time, Matt, to be honest with you, I thought you just were a WWE fan. Like, I tried to get you on anything other than WWE, and you wasn't having it. And then at some point in time, you know, what too surprising to me, you know, you started watching um, ROH, started watching New Japan. So, you know, you had mentioned, you know, during the TNA time that WWE or WF, I'm not sure which was at the time, gave you everything you needed. What changed and why for you?
0: Well, with Impact or TNA... They were charging $10 a week on a show. I wasn't paying for that. So there's no point in me even opening Pandora's box to watch it and say, I like it. I'm not paying $40 a month to watch your shows. That's not including pay-per-views. I don't remember if they were doing pay-per-views or not at that time. I think they may have been and they were like $20 if I'm not mistaken. So that, that, that was the big one. Um, they didn't have anybody that I cared to see back then. So like say if Austin, The Rock, Undertaker would have jumped ship, All right, maybe. But at that time, WWE was so hot, was so big that, hell, they put WCW out of business. And then anybody was worth anything that could be on WWE TV, if it wasn't because of the Time Warner contracts, we saw them on WWE TV. So I I was good. And then when you got the invasion angle and all that, I'm like, all right, this is all I need. I think where it changed was there was an opportunity with WWE, we've talked about it numerous times. The, uh, ruthless aggression era was completely different than the attitude era. And there was a spot available in my wrestling brain and fandom for a little more cutting edge, a little more hardcore wrestling. I watched ECW weekly. I remember that, you know, and, and that feeling. And i went to ECW shows. Um, I really, I mean, I only been to like a couple of indie shows at that point got really, really big in the indies after that. But that, w- that was a big part of it, was WWE was a little too PG a lot of the times. So it's like, when I did get a chance to see R.O.H., I was like, man, this okay. This is kind of like a throwback for me a little bit. So started enjoying that. And that's why NXT was so impactful for me because NXT, black and gold, was like the best of both worlds. No, you didn't get the blood. You didn't get the cursing per se, but you got the realistic adult oriented stories with the hard hitting action, but with the WWE production. So that was like the perfect combination for me. And then when AEW came, Holy hell, we're off to the races because this is exactly what I want. They bleed, they curse. They are absolutely adult oriented. They got the stars I used to watch. For, you know, I had to stay up to five o'clock in the morning on NJPW. So that was also like the perfect storm. So I think that's probably what changed was I was no longer getting everything that I wanted from WWE. Just like right now, if there was a a third company that came out of nowhere, right? And you tell me, Matt, you got to watch ABCD Wrestling. It is by far the best wrestling I've ever seen. Of course, I'm going to check it out. But the first thing I'm going to think is like, nah, man, I ain't got no time for that. Because like it's not going to take the place of AW for me in terms of time, it's not going to play, take the place of WWE for me. So it's like, all right, I'm 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 good.
2: Got you. What about you, Rhodesia? I know that you, you know, I probably would say that your timeline probably is similar to Matt as far as going from WWE to watching more wrestling. But was there something specifically that kind of sparked your interest in watching something other than WWE?
1: So for me, the only other thing was New Japan. And of course, Matt put me on New Japan, but when what kept my interest on it was just how their strong style was and how, again, this is something that's for production. So for me, I am about production. I like to see that kind of stuff. So for me, these other shows, these indie shows now today, I have a a huge appreciation for indie shows, but the Rhodesia then um, I want something that's going to look beautiful when I see the production. And with New Japan, you got that. You got these big names and you can feel the energy through the TV screen when you used to watch it on Access TV. And then you got your people like your Kenny Omegas. You had the Bullet Clubs and Stories there. So for me, when I first watched the first couple of um, shows of New Japan, whether it was a G1, whether it was Wrestle Kingdom, I was hooked. And so I loved that. And then that opened up my eyes. So, whoa, there's a different life out there. And then I started going to an indie show. I think we went to, um, it was during Re- WrestleCon, Wrestle, WrestleCon, I think, or Wrestle, whatever yeah, they call yep. it. Um, and I was like, whoa, this is just so, so completely different. And then I was able to be close to the wrestlers. And it was just a different... I was enlightened. I even told Matt, I was like, wow, my fandom from wrestling has just been enlightened. I moved to the next level. And that's then when I started appreciating the independence of wrestling. These people sometimes are only making a couple hundred dollars or they're selling their merch to, to get $20 a signing. And my appreciation from wrestling just hit to another level. So that allowed me now to appreciate indie wrestling. And the shit that they do in, in indie wrestling, half the times is harder on the body than what we see on the polished TV and WWE. So for me, it was... The NXT came in at the perfect time too, because I stopped liking wrestling and SWW wrestling when my kid was young. So, and I didn't know if it was just because I am a new mother. So my time is spaced out, but now looking back at it and, you know, the past being hindsight, being 2020, it was trash. Wrestling was pretty trash. We got the same thing over and over again. It was long, drawn out. And you're like, come on, like, if I, I'm trying to watch this for sports entertainment, I'm not even entertained. And then again, that NXT mm-hmm. came around, and this was everything that I wanted because I still got that production. So remember, I could still appreciate now the indie side of things, but then now we had NXT that still had this stage, they still had this production that, when I watched it, it looked good. And, and here we are now. So then, and then AEW came around, and again, I don't feel AEW could have been really what it was if NXT wasn't there. I think that something would have eventually come, but I don't think in that moment, in that time, that would have happened. It would have been as successful if NXT just wasn't there either. So, But now I have loved the indie side of wrestling. I have grown grown that appreciation and my, my fandom of wrestling has expanded all the way from top-notch production of the WWE, The Monster, all the way to going to a show that maybe only had 50 people there. Because the in-ring, the wrestlers themselves, they still put out as much energy if there's only five people there versus if it's 50,000 people there and you feel that and see that. I hope oh, very
2: I answered cool. your question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. I just this is very just really interesting because uh for me, like I've always, you know, I have very young age, I've always appreciated alternative forms of wrestling. I you know, I, I got what we needed, I got what I got from WWF and WE at the time. I, I really enjoy. W.E. for most of my time as a fan as outside of I think around 2013 is when I it really started started losing me um, as a fan. Um, but even prior to that, you know, like I just really enjoy other forms of of expression of wrestling. Right. Um, if it was a e- ECW or just GWF or USWA, they have like this totally different format how they presented wrestling. I was just very interested in that. And just, just as a fan, I was always trying to get Matt to watch TNA, you know, even when they got onto um, Spike. Spike. I'm like, man. I'm like, yo, they got Christian. They got Kurt Angle. Like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe was having these bangers of a matches. Uh, Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle was having these bangers of a matches, these X Division matches, which is these bangers. And I was trying to get Matt on it for so long, and he just would not... Budge so like when Matt finally got into, and I don't even know when I realized it happened. I kind of just—I think I might have mentioned the Young Bucks or something—and then you just mentioned URA already saw it. It's just like it mm-hmm. just out of nowhere, this it happened, and it was a beautiful sight to see because we are where we here, uh, where we are t- today. Um, so I'm just very interested to see if maybe other fans may feel that way. Like, hey, it's the reason why I watch multiple shows because I don't feel like I'm getting everything I need from a promotion or are they kind of like me? I just like to see a variety of different types of
0: wrestling. Well, I think too, that wrestling, I think wrestling is in our DNA. If you are a wrestling fan, it is, it is, (laughs) it is a part of you. Like same kind of same thing with if you are a comic book fan.
2: Yeah. I used to be a big comic book fan.
0: Yeah, it never goes away. Yeah, maybe you stop collecting comics, but you are going to watch the superhero shows on TV. You're going to watch the superhero movies. You're going to kind of pick through it like a fine tooth comb and say, no doubt. oh, I-, I hated how that went down. Mm-hmm. That wasn't mm-hmm. the way it happened. It in in a, a in, in, yep. in, yeah, in yep. like in, in episode 182 in the books, they had the Green <laughs> Goblin do this. It wasn't what the yeah. hell they just tried to give us. So I think that happens. But I think it's even more with wrestling fans. like Once this is in you, it's in you. You know, and it's funny, you were kind of talking about Impact and and TNA. I, I, I hate, I'm going to say hate. I hate studio wrestling on TV. I love studio wrestling in person. I love it in person. You're on top of it. You feel it. But on TV, I know I need to see a crowd. I need, because that's part of it for me. Because I want to hear that instant reaction. And like with NXT now, Those are the same fans fans in the crowd every single week. Their reactions are going to be completely different than what it would be when they go on the road and they do their PLEs. That's a proper gauge of who's over, who's not over, real reactions. You know, when you get the same people over and over and over again, they start trying to put themselves over at times. They they start chants that don't make sense at, you know, when they should be chanting. Yeah, so it's kind of like, ah, man. But I think that's the other part too. Like, get that studio wrestling TV out of here. That's why I never tried uh, NWA on YouTube. I knew it came on at 6.05 and the throwback and all that. And, you know, I'm just like, I just, I can't do this.
2: Yeah, that that was one thing I always thought was interesting. Because, like, for me, it's just all about ambiance to me. Like, I hear it, but it's all just, you know. Background noise. Background noise. Some of the commentary, is all kind of a mix into what I'm actually seeing, which is the wrestler in the interview. Everything else is just kind of like just different things that kind of incorporates into that. So like and maybe because I, I used to watch so much of the, you know, NWA back in the day, right? It was always kind of a smaller scale, you know, it wasn't big arenas like WWE and WF right. were doing back in the day, right? It was always kind of a smaller arena. Um I don't think um NWA and WCW got into big arenas until Eric Bischoff took over um during the Mighty Night Wars. It was always kind of a smaller venue for them.
0: Um, but yeah, definitely in- interesting conversation guys. So you brought up uh, TNA Impact. Great segue. I said I wanted to bring up the LA Knight Kevin Nash thing. We know Nash was in Impact TNA. TNA. So either you got one, or we got one or two options. Either you got old man screaming at the clouds, get off my lawn, or you got old veteran who is right. You got one or two options. Kevin Nash on LA Knight says, "Can I repeat quote, the
1: options again? Hold on. Get you my got." Lawn.
0: Either you got old man screaming at the clouds, get off my lawn, or you got old wrestling veteran that is right. One of the two. Okay? Quote. Am I the only one that sees the absolute ripoff of The Rock to the point when he cuts the promo on fucking Logan Paul, whatever the fuck his name is? The only thing he didn't do is turn that motherfucker sideways. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Does everybody have uh... Amnesia. There is nothing original. Kevin Nash, I think on his podcast, came out. And basically, I'm going to say he ripped LA Knight. Or he had a critique and just said that there's nothing original about LA Knight. That he is basically a carbon copy of The Rock. So, option A.
1: Get off my lawn, you old man. What is it?
0: <laughs> get off my lawn. Old wrestling veteran screaming at the clouds. Or two. What's Old talk. wrestling veteran that... Has a point.
2: Well, <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be hard. Go, I'm interested. Go ahead. I know you despise uh, La, Knight, so you <laughs> she LA you Night. Yeah, so I, she hates La Night, so she, she's I, like, I
0: don't, don't want to say it. it.
1: I love this narrative. I don't want to say. I want to say this, but you know, but I don't smell might, No joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First off, this is just the problem with. The world in general there is nothing original people don't want to be innovative and try to find new ways however how dare you and I'm not saying that because Kevin Nash you are a pillar in the beginning and you planted ways for everybody to come in follow after you and you're from Detroit so I I can't do that to you but how dare you say that he's a ripoff everybody who's in wrestling now has gotten something from somebody like that is a as your phrase is to the old man on the cloud get off my lawn. That's where I'm standing at. Like, come on, nothing is original anymore. Our movies are remakes. Our TV shows are remakes. Our songs are remakes. Everything is a freaking remake. And at least he still got over. So even if he is a remake, even if he took The Rock. I actually was gonna say Austin, but even if he took The Rock as his as his um role model as what he's gonna um implement he is getting over on it so naturally he's not getting the push we see that that's what we've been arguing about over these last few months and he's still getting over so at this point if he took everything from the rock stone cold whomever t- turned turn that some bitch sideways he is still getting over on himself so old man in the clouds get off my lawn
2: you know i thought about it. i'm like maybe he's like you know he's just working maybe he's just you know saying something just to get to pop some some listenership on his podcast, you know, maybe he's just, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. like I like to do it too. I like to just go you know, say some, some wild stuff just to get a reaction. Maybe that's what he's going after. Cause I thought the same thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like all the greats, like, cause here's the thing. I wasn't familiar with Billy Graham when I became a Hulk Hogan fan back in the day. I'm not now, but you know, as a kid, I couldn't tell you who Billy Graham was, right? As an older fan, I started getting more into wrestling and started researching more um i found out that yes you know hogan took a lot from billy graham but i wouldn't have known that as a fan and i don't think it did anything to his career um because he took things from you know from billy graham and he made certain things his own right like Mm -hmm. you know yeah he took a lot of inspiration from billy graham but you know at the end of the day hogan for so he was arguably the greatest wrestler of all time not necessarily in ring and i think that's he's been he's probably underrated in that regard, Frankie. he knew how to work um he didn't do a lot of moves Um, But, you know, arguably the biggest draw in wrestling history was Hulk Hogan, right? And he went on record saying he took a lot of stuff from Billy Graham. Uh, Ric Flair is the nature boy. He's like the eighth nature boy, (laughs) right? Right. It was like, (laughs) I think there was like two nature boys before him. And, you know, with the robes, just strutting and all that stuff, right? And now, nowadays, you know, you got, you know, rappers making, you know, rap songs about him. So, you know, Ellie Knight is here for a new audience. Um, does he remind me of a mixture of Stone Cold and a little bit of rock? Sure. Uh, but and does he have a similar cadence to maybe those guys? Maybe. Um, but at the end of the day, we all take a little bit from everybody. And but at the end of the day, what happens is that you eventually take something and then you make it make it your own, right? It might feel similar, but you make it your own. I think he's doing a good job of that.
0: I think uh and it could be Maybe that's his way of putting LA Night over. I don't know. Yeah, got something uh, right. Rodriguez said it. Nash, fellow Detroiter, you know we love you. Shut the fuck up forever. Oh,
1: <laughs> forever though. Forever, forever. <laughs> Maybe just for
0: like, like To SummerSlam, forever. Come on, man. Like everybody takes from everybody. So let me guess. You got the idea to wear your Wolfpack bandana. Well, oh, you just made it up. You didn't take it from Tupac. You made that up, right? Like you came up with that. Your jackknife power bomb finish. Think you guess you made that up too. Even though people had been doing the power bomb before you, you came up with the heater gimmick for Shawn Michaels because nobody ever had a heater before Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> Uh, Mid-year awards. Let's do that real quick. So it is July already, so we're a couple weeks behind. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on three categories. Uh, Most underused wrestler of the year. I'm sorry, underutilized. Not underused, underutilized. Best show of the year so far in the first six months, and then MVP of the year. I thought that would be cool to, to get your guys' thoughts on those three. Let's start with most underutilized wrestler of the year. Who would you say, and of course this is across all promotions, who would you say is the most underutilized wrestler of the year?
1: I'm a roll with Montez Ford. that was a hard one, but I'm a roll with Montez Ford just because to my knowledge, I don't think he was really injured for a long period of time this year. If, if he was injured, I think he was, but again, he should have been, and we talked about this about seven, eight, nine months ago, he should have been okay. the next one. That was, was, was big, big times in that championship contendership and he's not and he's he still can be but he's lost a lot of that um mojo
0: around him so would you say he has lost some of that cachet
1: yes but i think he can get it back so that's okay. the, i think he has that potential to still get it back i think that again the ground is ripe for him to 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 be plucked and, and put that rocket strap on him right now this very moment no but i think he can still do it
0: I would agree I think that's a really good one,
2: yeah, I agree he, too. I like I like montez as well. I actually didn't think about him originally, um but and he asked I don't want to say he's taking a back seat. I just don't know if the new renewed management team sees that in him that might be a thing, right um but definitely the street proppers in general, I think they've kind of i remember we know um we talked about it before a couple of years ago, Matt, you were saying that you think it's time for the new day. And I'm like, nah, new, new day. They, they like they're new day, right? Like they mm-hmm. they should never break up ever. Um, but I think it's I think that's more fitting for the street properties. I think they've done everything they can do as a tag team. I don't think they can. Um, I don't think they have the love. Oh, sorry. I don't think they have the love of New Day. Okay. Um, it's time for Montez to to graduate and become a single star.
0: You know what I thought about. I thought about it actually yesterday, watching Raw, thinking about LA Knight. I'm still not over LA Knight. (laughs) Not getting the briefcase. I understand it, though. You can't push everybody at one time. Yeah. That's what I think is going on with Montez Ford. Say you separate him right now from Dawkins. What's the plan? Because the top of the card is pretty much set. So this is also the thing for L.A. Knight. Say, okay, we we give the briefcase to L.A. Knight, put the rocket strapped on him. He's probably not cashing in. You got Seth. You got Cody. You have the entire bloodline. You have... um, I'm gonna go Priest. Logan Paul. Um... I'm going to say theory because he has a belt, even though I think like he's kind of been treading water right now. So I'm at like 10 people, nine, 10 people. And if, if I really thought about it, I could probably name more. Um, that's kind of like your upper echelon, top of the card. You, you you switch Montez, you have him go face or heel, but now he's a single star. What is he doing?
1: He'll get lost. He'll get lost. He'll get lost. In there. Yep. He'll exactly. get lost. And
0: I think the same thing yeah. with LA Knight. Okay. You put the briefcase on him. Now what? Mm-hmm. so I'm going to hope Triple H is doing this right I think he even made a comment at the press conference about people being mad LA Knight didn't win it was like hey there's stories etc cetera, etc cetera. Oh, I just think it, I, yeah, I, I think it comes down just to the point of you can't push everybody at once mm-hmm. so if I turn you now great your turn am I just going to waste the next six months because you're hot now the slippery slope of that is you got to keep them important and I do think Montez has lost some cachet mm-hmm. over the last few months. It doesn't mean he got to turn or he has to break up, but do something that's meaningful with him and, and um, Dawkins. Uh, I didn't go with Montez. I went with Kenny Omega. Mm. I went with Kenny Omega because I think he is by far the most underutilized wrestler of the year, especially coming off of Forbidden Door. when we saw what he did with Osprey. You have that guy under contract, AEW. That guy. When,
1: when was he healed? When was he, all his surgeries and stuff done?
0: Last year. I'm glad you asked that. Check this out oh, really quick. Oh, wow. Really quick. Check this out. If you take away the trios matches, if you guys remember, we had the best of seven. That ended in January. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's The Elite Kenny is completely different than the Cleaner Kenny. We know that. The Cleaner Kenny can move business. Mm-hmm. Adds ratings adds attendance. I honestly don't know if the Elite Kenny is a needle mover. I don't think he is. I think when he's with the Elite, he kind of plays the background a little bit. I would agree with that. Yep. So, check this out. After they dropped the trio's title to the House of Black, which was at Revolution, right? Or maybe just on regular TV. Can't remember. Uh, He had his match with uh, Vikingo March 22nd. He had a match against Jeff Cobb. He had a match, a tag match with Takeshita against Butcher and Blade. He had the Steel match in Detroit against Omega.
1: Against who? And he had against and Omega.
0: he had anarchy uh, anarchy in the arena. That, that is his singles run this year. Come on, man.
1: I thought he was still injured up until like maybe just March when he went against nope. Vikingo. Vikingo?
0: He came back, uh, he came back and he's been back since September. Mm, Okay.
1: Well, I would have picked
0: that. No, Uh, August, August 17th. No way. Yep.
1: No freaking way.
0: Yep. To me, he is by far the most underutilized wrestler. Yeah, In our world. Yep. Yep. What y'all got for best uh, show of the year so far?
1: I'm going with Royal Rumble this year. Um, I just remember when we did did a live reaction show right after it, and I just remember feeling so freaking pumped and ready to start this whole WrestleMania season. Um, So for me, it's Royal Rumble. You want me to go down to matches? Is it necessary? No, you
0: don't have to. okay, cool. You can if you want. I remember the Rumble.
1: Okay. Mine was the Rumble.
0: Okay.
2: This is why I got to get a gate put up in the backyard. It's just little two little kids and ran in the backyard. We got like a little forest area back there. And one of them crawled. And he's in the forest area. He ain't camped back out yet. I don't know what he's doing back there. <laughs> like, I, I'll be honest with you. I ain't going back there. Because I, I, it's it snakes out here, man. It's all kinds of stuff out there. Hey, he, he ain't camped out yet, man. He might have got got. So
0: <laughs> he may be like uh you could be like the uh, whisperer what they call it the uh ghost whisperer go out there and play some of that jazz music you're gonna play and the kids they come <laughs> right back out <laughs>
2: yeah. oh, okay now he's finally come out he's a little
0: kid too he just he is running
2: all this is why we need the gate yeah he gonna get snatched up back there man but um yeah best show is what we're doing mm-hmm. yep sorry about that I, I was like I heard some I was watching these little boys in my backyard he's still back there. Um. Oh, so like it's the next door neighbors. I like, guess the ball they threw it back there. Anyway, um, I'm going SmackDown. Bloodline all day. Like right? Oh like, no! E-
1: particular match show of the year.
2: Oh, match?
1: No, not particular match. Show. Oh, yeah, the show, particular show year. of the
2: year. What's that? what again? I read it wrong. I thought we was doing a show. What what is the match from a show?
1: No, 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 no. no. The, best the best wrestling show of the year.
2: Wrestle show of the year. Wrestling, wrestling
0: yeah. Yep. Yeah. P.L.E. Royal Rumble, New Japan, oh. Wrestle Kingdom, Forbidden Door. So now y'all coming my pants down? I told you I needed
2: some time to think about that one. I thought it was more generic. Was it just a show. Um. God, man. I guess if I gotta put my arm, uh, you got a lot of good was, ones to think
0: through. You got a lot it, of good it, ones to think. It was. It, it wasn't
2: mm-hmm. Forbidden Door because like it was. I mean, really, it was. I I like the last two matches. I'm trying to think of an actual P.L.E. Where like there was multiple matches that I really enjoyed. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say for time's sake, I'm gonna go ahead and just go with the Money in the Bank because uh, Jay Uso won. Wow! And I was really surprised mm-hmm.
0: by that. You um, him, you him forgot being... your you forgot your best show of the year. I, I know. I know your answer. Probably... I know your answer. What well, what well, what should have been my answer? Backlash. Is your answer?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say backlash for you. Yeah,
0: backlash yep. your answer.
1: You absolutely. Oh yeah, you were su-
0: you you were super high on backlash. You've mm-hmm. mentioned it numerous times since mm-hmm. how how great that show was for you. So for you, it was backlash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, had I actually read the question properly, I might have picked that one. <laughs> I thought
2: we. I thought it was a wrestling show. Like we're talking Yeah. About, no, yeah. yeah no, a- that w- show of the year. Okay, my bad. Yeah.
0: Now, I would say. I think we all would say SmackDown. I think
1: everybody, yeah, for, for
0: yeah, sure, the yeah. year. I was I was like, like, oh, that's the easy one. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, say that. I'm like, well, no, right now we all would say that. It'd be. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see because I think the the only show that can come close to SmackDown is Collision. If we were to ask this come December of this year,
1: I'm gonna say Rampage.
0: You a lie. You a uh, lie. I, I know.
1: Cheat. I know. I know. You a damn I know, lying I know, cheat. I know, I know. I know. I know.
0: Uh, I went with uh, WrestleMania Night One ah wrestlemania night one to me is by far the show of the year i think you can argue that wrestlemania night one is one of the best wrestlemanias uh, of all time very good one very good yeah yeah I, I think they had like, i don't remember it remember that was uh the the four-way tag team Braun street profits alpha academy they had incredible Woo. moves in that match they had seth logan paul you had Charlotte, Rhea, you had Dom, Ray, you had Usos, K.O., and Sammy. That show, Ooh. top to bottom, was a killer. Ooh. Absolute killer. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, so I went with that one. Uh, last one, who do you guys have for MP MVP of the year? Now, I got two because I didn't know if we were allowed to go Roman <laughs> slash right. or the Usos. So, if that's allowed, my answer is Roman and the Usos. If it's not allowed, I have another one.
1: It's not, it's not allowed But that's my same How I was going to preposition my statement too I think okay. Roman Reigns in, in the bloodline Is the lone hanging fruit And I think that That should be it Across the board For everybody who watches Wrestling who's honest With themselves So let's just take Roman Out of it Because I think everybody Would have picked Roman Just like we everybody Probably would pick Smackdown probably But let's take Roman Out of it Because we know that He would have been MVP
0: WrestleMania night one Was also the last time Shane saw his quads So that was also A big moment Oh yeah That was also a big moment <laughs> Oh, shout out to Stoop
2: Dog and that ref, right? Yeah. Talk <laughs> talking got about uh, audible? Yeah. So, My MVP, so, uh, yep, my so MVP, MVP is a uh, is a uh, Cody Rhodes, right? And, mm. that's, and that's 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 keeping Roman Reigns in there because I because here's the thing about Cody Rhodes right now, he is a true classic babyface. Like yep. he's out there shaking yep. hands, he's kissing babies, and that type of that type of babyface isn't over in 2000, in the 2000s, really, right? Ooh, like typically, every, a, that, it can go wrong really quick. Real quick, right? It, really you know, quick. He's more of a, I would say, uh, a true babyface than John Cena was in his heyday. Like, right? And oh, the, whoa, we, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. big time. Hold
0: on a second. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Did you just get on this incredible platform and say Cody Rhodes is a bigger or a better babyface
2: than the height of John Cena? No, I said truer babyface.
0: What more could be truer than Hustle, Loyalty, Respect?
2: Hey, he was throwing out a couple of, you know, curse bombs out there. You know, he had the raps. He had a lot of like, uh, like, little street sads he was trying to do. He was trying to spice it up a little bit for the audience. You know, he went out there kissing hands and shaking baby. I mean, he kissing babies, <laughs> shaking can hands, can hands, hands like... like
1: shaking, shaking babies. <laughs>
2: And, and look like you talk about like like yeah, swear, shake your babies.
0: He was kissing them hands and shaking them babies. That's 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 baby shaking syndrome. We gotta we can't do that, oh, man. man.
2: We gotta wrap this thing up. But yeah, Cody But Cody, man, he's a true classic, like almost like 70s to 80s style baby No, face, I agree, man. I agree. Right? Yeah. Like, I agree. And he's over and they, they love him for it. So for him to be able to pull that off, is an amazing feat. Um, Yeah, so he's my guy. So, he's, so, okay, you got him for MVP of the year. Okay, Rodizia, who you got?
1: That just blew my mind right there, the shaking babies. Matt, who did you say was yours?
0: I didn't haven't said yet. Oh, okay, okay. But but we're not um, going to have the same, so it doesn't matter. Okay.
1: So, I had to really, really think about the whole MVP thing, and we already took Roman Reigns out of it. There was one person who had a Midas touch, I think, that came in second. Um, But I, in reality... It has to be Orange Cassidy. Um, He's been champion over 200 days. He's had over 21, two, three title defenses. He won a 21-man blackjack, royal, over-the-top, whatever, double or nothing. He has put in so much work, and he has great matches. And he has a gimmick of putting his hands in the pocket, and it's still over right now. So it has to go to Orange Cassidy.
0: That's a great one. I actually had that down after... I Because I put Roman and Usos, and I'm like, if not, then I had Orange Cassidy, and I pulled it off because this is most valuable player. If this was Wrestler of the Year, I'm in lockstep with you. Mm-hmm. That Orange Cassidy is top three in that discussion. But I don't think he's the most valuable player. Most valuable player for me, and this is without a shadow of a doubt, if we're taking Roman and Usos off the board, MJF. Mm. AEW would, would be in dire straits. Before Punk came back, if they did not have MJF, say if MJF went out for injury, <laughs> we already were going through some struggling times with story and and uh, cohesion on those shows. Imagine not having MJF.
1: Hmm.
0: That would that would have been really really bad. So I, I took MJF because of that reason.
1: I'm glad we all have all three different yep. ones. Those are three really Roma. good ones. Well, no, I think well, we, no. Eshan said well, we he wasn't all, all three of us them. had
0: three different answers for all of the questions, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure did. Yep. Shout uh, out to that. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Other underutilized wrestler. I think me, Nishan said Montez, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick. We don't have much AEW talk at all. Uh, I'm sure that our uh, Sunday pie will be heavy. AEW, because we'll be talking about Dynamite. We'll be talking about Collision. And oh my God, am I excited for this Saturday's Collision. We have CM Punk and Samoa Joe one-on-one in the On Heart Cup Tournament. Give me some air horns. Give me some all of that. And the way Collision is constructed is it is a wrestling heavy show, but not like dynamite wrestling heavy, like wrestling heavy. Like I like wrestling heavy, like it's grounded wrestling. Like you get time to go in there and it feels like they put on, I don't want to say like pay-per-view quality matches, but there's meat and potato behind their matches. You know what I mean? Um, Joe beat the shit out of Roddy on collision. Roddy's in the hospital right now because of Samoa Joe. Laid him out. Adam Cole comes out. CM Punk comes out. That was pretty interesting. But uh, I am I am beyond excited for CM Punk and Samoa Joe this Saturday. The whole car looks to be really, really good. I think we're getting uh, FTR versus Bullet Club Gold also. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's going to be really good. They're starting to heat up. Switchblade which is what we've all been clamoring for. Well, E and I, Rodriguez hates Switchblade the way she does LA Knight. Mm-hmm. But uh really looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Mm. No disrespect to Dustin Rhodes. Legend, living legend. Love to see him still out there. I don't know if you two saw, actually Rodriguez, I know you didn't see it. I don't think you saw it either. E, he uh wrestled Powerhouse Hobbs on Collision. Good match. Veteran, putting over the young guy, giving him some good reps. But Dustin was bleeding like a stuck pig. I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm going to speak for everybody. Nobody cares. I understand. I get it. Hey, we are here to put Hobbs over. We're here to have Hobbs like a monster. But I feel like when we are bleeding on random matches... It takes away the thought of blood. And I know boxing and UFC, we bleed in every match. And it doesn't take away the impact of it. This is wrestling. This is scripted. You know, scripted reality. Sports entertainment. I don't need to see Dustin bleeding against Hobbs. Save the blood for when it matters. We we know we're going to have blood and guts coming up. Imagine if Tony instilled a, hey guys, we got blood and guts coming up. No blood, 30 days out. From blood I like and
1: that. I like that because then they would be like, "Whoa, it's more impactful."
0: Yep. When you see the blood. I I just saw that. I was like, "Man, like nobody cares. You're bleeding. Do stop."
2: I didn't finish the just show stop. yet. Did, did anybody else bleed on the show?
0: I can't remember that one. Just stuck with me because I don't think it did anything. Like we don't look at Hobbs as more of a menacing monster because Dustin Rhodes is bleeding in his match.
2: That probably you know what was what their mean? attention, like, though, right? That was, yeah. Was trying to, I, I, have, oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. And the no, and the match attention.
0: was good. It was a good yeah. match. It was like watch it because there was some story they did in the match and some fall. I mean, it was it was good, but like the, when I saw the blood, I was like, all right, come on, man, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. I thought you'd uh, to
1: talk, talk about the match because I saw that Dustin had made a comment talking about some. This is how you put on a match and this is how you storytell because there was some other backlash about that match. It had nothing to do with the blood, but other stuff. Oh,
0: but... well, no, I don't want to give away what it was. Yeah. but It was, yeah, it yeah. was a particular yeah. spot in the match that he yeah. did. Yeah. And I liked it. I understood why they did it. The person had a problem with it and just said, Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. AEW runs things into the ground. And mm-hmm. his thing was, you No, know, if you watch the match, it made sense of where it was at. Firing back up, et cetera, et cetera, boom, 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 boom. Uh, so I you know I enjoyed everything about the match except for the blood because I just felt like it just wasn't needed. I don't know, whatever. Um, y'all got anything for AEW before we throw it to E for his what uh, day five AEW fight forever review?
1: I'm good. I'm ready to hear about this. I'm excited about fight.
0: Pro. All right, hey, look, man, I haven't bought the game yet. Rhodesia got it for me for Father's Day, which love you so much for that. She also got me Spider-Man 2 that's coming out on October 20th, two days from my birthday. I'm super excited for that. But I've been holding off. I've been holding off. Now, you know I don't care much about Creator Wrestler. Okay? I care about the gameplay, the fun factor. I do care about graphics. Uh, but give it to us, man. So you, you got the game Thursday on your birthday, last Thursday, you had only played three or four matches. You talked, you know, kind of about what you saw with the creative piece, how limited that is. What is now your almost a week update review? Ah, you know, so, uh, I'm just going to echo what I said
2: previously. Um, the game looks good. It sounds good. And it plays well. Um, the meat and potatoes in the game is going to be exhibition matches and online matches. I mean it's just not much to do. That was more so I, I I mentioned I I had to mention the limitations on that CAAW mode. I know you don't care about that mode. I know some people don't, but um, it's just not much to do in the game besides exhibition exhibition and online matches. Now the gameplay is it's definitely different um than uh 2K. Okay. Um, and it's 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 fun. As I said, it's a it's a fun game plan. It reminds me of No Mercy. It's not the exact same thing. I know a lot of people will say No Mercy was an arcade game. I never felt like No Mercy was an arcade game. Like that was a deep and complex game. I didn't know how deep and complex it was until you played with other people. Um, yep. Those matches I had with <laughs> um, Fonzie, our friend Fonzie and his brother, man, we would have like hour, hour and a half long matches. Like it was that game was. Way deeper than playing mm-hmm. against like mm-hmm. CPU. Um Now, not saying that AEW Fight Forever doesn't have those elements; it does. Um, but it okay. is a little bit more archaic. However, it's the general sentiment is that it's very fun gameplay, and I think it's 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 fun and refreshing in a lot of ways because we've gotten the same type of wrestling from Two K for uh, for the past decade now, right? So, like with AEW Fight Forever, it does definitely give you a unique feel. And a difference. And I say it's ultimately fun. Um, It's just that if I'm going to recommend it to you, like, had I not known if you've gotten the game already as somebody who hasn't really played, you know, many games in quite some time, like, do I think you have fun in the expedition mode? Expedition, you know, playing against CPU and, you know, I sure, right? Do I think if you're going to go online and play against other people, will you have fun? Sure, but I, what I'm concerned was how much fun are you going to have a few weeks from now, another month from now, after you kind of hatch your fill? Because, you know, you're going to get into, I mean, you're going to be limited for the most part to the AEW roster that's on disc. Okay. Um, You know, you're going to start playing with certain characters over and over again, especially if you get online. You're going to get your guys, right? Because you're going to have to if you want to win, right? And so how much fun are you really going to have in this game in a couple of weeks um, or in a couple of months from now? Um, so I did quickly have a um a comment that Kenny Omega, who was um heading um the development on this game, um there was a guy who uh tweeted out to AW and Kenny. He said, I'm having fun with aw fight forever, but it needs a lot of work. I want this to be an official feedback thread you have played or are currently playing. Please comment below and he you know put Kenny and some other so kenny replied back to us as someone who plays a ton of fighting games at fps i've always encouraged fixes and rebounds when situations like these turn up there will be continued support for the game so all this feedback and suggestions are great thank you wonderful so as of the game right now like i said your main meat and potatoes is going to be exhibition and online so as somebody who doesn't play a lot of games, I just don't know how much fun you're going to have next week. I think you can get on and play the game and have a blast right now, right? But after you do all the things that you want to do, like after anything, it's like after too much fun of the same thing, you get kind of bored and tired of it. And that's where we're at with the game. However, you know, Kenny and the team are um, saying so they're going to continue to develop the game add things fix games to add more replayability to the game okay Um, so hopefully in the next couple of months um maybe even sooner the game will have i think more replayability so that's my only thing right now is that you know like yeah it's fun it's just not much else to do besides those two
0: things got you
1: all right i have a quick question for you though so then when you and again i'm a little bit away from the video games like this when they do these updates to the game if you bought a hard disk of it do are you also privileged to those updates or is that only for people who buy it digitally
2: no it's it's all like you have to really be like most everything is online now right like your xbox console, so it's going to download the update and it's going to you know add the mm-hmm. files and the new data to the game um, even if so, yeah, you have you, the hard disk Exactly. It's just gonna. Okay. So, for instance, you know, on disc, you know, like the game files might only be, let's say, I think it's five gigs. I think it's less than five mm-hmm. gigs, actually. Um, so maybe the updates on your system might add another two gigs because they added additional it. content and additional mode here and there. Um, but yeah, it's still, definitely, you guys will get the update. So, well, um, going back to my, my my comments now, like, yeah, if you're if you want to get a fun game, you know, you want to, and if you want to have fun with friends, I definitely think that Fight Forever is for you. Um, but if you're somebody who likes sandbox elements or you kind of want to step outside of the exhibition in online modes, um, it's not much for you. Gotcha. Yeah. So, if you had to go one, one to ten, what is E's rating of uh, Fight Forever? Oh, for me personally, I'm not an online guy, right? So, like, for me, I'm mostly going to be paying exhibition matches and, like, I'm only going to, like, I've probably played with probably half the roster already in some type of fashion. Um, I'm gonna go 6.5 because I want additional features, additional replayability, and thank God for mods though, because um, right now, shouts out to the um, the team. Uh, this is a guy named Lynch, reborn, um, my guys over at the uh, Meta um, Patreon, they are breaking down modding as we speak. Um, we're getting some custom skins, we're getting some new outfits, and that kind of adds some things for me to kind of add things to the game add extra wrestlers add extra characters that kind of help breathe some fresh air into the game so i might be interested in kind of playing the game probably more and more as we get more mods and updates to the game so but as of right now in its current state um it's a fun game just very limited and what you can do i'm giving it a 6.5 got it all
0: right 6.5 is what he called for fight forever all right y'all let's get on up out of here uh, we will be back on Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. we back on Sunday. So you got a full, almost damn near a full week, kind of a full week to uh, digest the last two pods from the TFW podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Always. You guys know I talk about it. The best kept secret in the rest of the podcast. Tell a friend, tell a family member, go on and shop from the rooftops. TFW podcast is the place to be. So thank you guys for listening. And we will be back on Sunday. Have a great week.